0: What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, where fashion meets technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thank you so much for tuning in. So we've all heard about e-commerce before, but what about v-commerce? Today on the show, we're talking with Philip Wach and Daniel Soberg of Bates Technology, a commerce solution that promises to help increase conversions for any web-based business and is virtual reality ready. Brands can create unique experiences and virtual showrooms for customers to browse from anywhere in the world. Here to tell us more about virtual reality commerce and how we'll shop in the future are Philip and Daniel of Bates Technology. Philip and Daniel, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Thank
2: you.
0: So you are from a company called Bates Technology. Tell us about it. Okay, so
2: we're a Swedish company that is creating the next generation of fashion e-commerce by developing virtual showrooms and digitally recreating products to offer a completely new shopping experience. We have seen that e-commerce is on the very rise and physical shopping is going down the drain. But nothing has happened on the technical side within e-commerce now for at least 10 years. So that's where we come in with new technology and trying to bring in all the good aspects of physical shopping into the digital world.
0: And so you're actually talking about being in virtual reality, wearing a headset and going shopping from the consumer perspective. Maybe you could walk me through what that looks like.
1: Yeah, it's both actually. I mean, we really, you know, creating everything from a standpoint from where we can access the consumers. And I mean, most consumers nowadays doesn't have really have a, a VR headset at home. So we created the whole solution to be based on any platform, really. So you can go into our system on your browser, on your phone, or on your computer. But you can also access that on on a VR headsets. So like in the virtual reality within a, a VR headset, we can create much more you know immersive experiences and really create more kind of wacky ideas that we really can't within mobile and desktop in that much sense. That needs to be much more like effective and, and informative.
0: Right. And so we've seen attempts at virtual reality commerce or v commerce from giants like Alibaba, but they really weren't that successful. What do you think makes your V experience compelling for both consumers and for retailers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like giants like Alibaba, eBay, Macy's and, and others, they created the solutions more from the basis of a, of like a cool PR boost and, and showcase rather than actual solutions to, to current shopping experience issues. And they started a few years too early as well, I think, to make it, you know, widely accessible and, and successful. So we, we never wanted to create something that is just, just cool, but we, we looked at what the current problems are within e-commerce and what needs to be changed to really tackle the problems and frustrations that consumer experience when they, when they buy online and where the technologies trends are going. So we focus on the consumer experience from day one, really. And because you, you can't really create something that is just a cool concept, I think, in the long run, it actually has to make the whole shopping experience in our case much better and more fun and, and more efficient than it currently is because i mean if it isn't then then uh, you know what's the point really
0: yeah it's just a gimmick eh? yeah exactly so from the retail perspective what do you do for retailers
1: we create this whole experience for them really they create this on our site but uh, they, so they can choose from two two different options really it's uh, it's one is a template option and one is like a premium offer, but the template offer uh, is basically where they can choose different showrooms from, from a wide variety of, of different choices. Like, you know, you can have something like a showroom in a, in a skyscraper in New York or in the Amazon jungle or at the, the top of a snowy mountain. Like everything is basically possible. Then we digitally recreate all of their products that they want in the showroom, and we've also created a very simple solution for them to put this onto their to their own site
0: yeah, so you're able to have templates or you can create something custom that matches the brand yeah. experience
2: exactly exactly
0: oh, i can't imagine what world I would create for my store, in the future. It sounds so exciting yeah. well
2: it's a complete new way for brands also to express themselves. Uh, in a much more immersive and developed way than a 2d web page can do today i mean of course you can design uh, an e-commerce site or a web shop but to actually be able to create an entire room and a setting and a a landscape around it will uh, brand your the retailer much more than uh, it's possible today to do in a in the the way we shop with, with web shows today. So uh, that gives us a, a, a real advantage to really develop this and um, be profitable for, for the retailer brands as well.
0: Right, there's so many possibilities. It's like the web presence or the digital presence of a brand is no longer something you just visit on a web page and look at. You're actually being invited to step inside. And so that actually leads me into my next question really nicely. I wanted to know about some of the fashion brands that you've worked with already and what you've been able to do for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a secret at the moment really because we haven't really formally launched yet, but we have a collaboration with the with the Swedish Fashion Council right now and we work closely with their fashion talent network where brands such as Ida Sjöstedt and Hausa Dagmar start out. So, so one of the designers that we've had most collaborations with from that program is uh, Rebecca Björns daughter, which uh, translates to Beers' daughter actually. And uh, she wants to create pieces that makes women feel brave, empowered, beautiful, and, and strong. So, so artists like Lady Gaga has worn her shoes before. And you know, we really think that she'll be one of the next big things coming out of uh, Swedish fashion.
0: Very cool. And for folks who are listening, if they go to your website, they can actually see the 3D models of some of the shoes and things like that that you've created to kind of get a sense if they don't have virtual yeah. reality.
1: Exactly. So the shoe on page number two there, the red shoe, that is actually one of uh, Rebecca doctors shoes.
0: Oh, great. So we'll put the links up on Electric Runway, of course, so that folks from um, our audience can go and take a look. So I was at an AR and VR event recently in Toronto. One of the things that kept coming up was this challenge of transforming physical objects into digital 3D models. How does Bates technology solve this problem?
2: So what we do is we have built a state-of-the-art new uh, hardware, which is both a scanning machine and a photo machine. It doesn't even have a name yet because it's so new. So let's uh, call it a mix between a a scanning and a photo machine booth. So what the retailers do is that they send us all the products that they want to get digitally recreated. And it takes us about uh, 10 to 20 minutes to put them into a digital form. Uh, When that process is done, we either sell it back to the web shop as an embedded interface for replacing the old 2d images or we put more of the products that let's say you have at least 10 digitally recreated products we put them into the virtual showrooms so it's a very simple process the only thing that retailers need to do is to send us the the physical product and then we take care of the rest we put it in our machine and then we run it through our software and then it's pretty much done
0: and so, your solution is VR ready, as you said, but this has advantages for traditional e-commerce websites that maybe quite aren't ready for VR yet but want to up the you know the offering on their traditional websites. Can you tell us a little bit more about this?
1: yeah, exactly i mean since since most people use their computer phone and, and tablets to make online purchases it's it's important to be available on the browser or more specifically on their website, and that is why. You know, we've made it very simple for our customers to integrate our solutions to their site. So like I said before, I mean, the average customer doesn't have a VR headset at home yet, but we're really prepared to meet that demand. And all our digitally recreated products work for VR and and AR. So those platforms really gives us much more of that creative flexibility that we're looking for to really try out these wacky ideas where, where we really, you know, can can stand out from the usual experience that the customers are, are, are used to today.
0: Right. And so far, we've been talking about the example of shoes, which are a fairly firm and uh, durable object. What is the stand on the technology right now when it comes to objects that are more flimsy, like a t-shirt or more fabric-based? Can, can you still help retailers with those type of solutions?
1: Yeah, exactly. So 3D scanning is actually something that, that we think is extremely interesting. And, and that is kind of the step two of our business development so, so we're really experimenting on, on how you can 3D scan yourself. So you can try out different clothes without having to think of your size or, or go through different size guides. Uh, you know, everything is automatically calculated and fitted to your 3D scan. But yeah, it's a lot of steps within this since, since you have to know, you know, how different materials and, and such falls on the body and, and how it reacts to movement, for example. But yeah, we're getting there. It's, it's, It's one step at a time, so so to speak.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think shoes and accessories are a great place to start. And then as the technology advances, you can get into more complicated products like fabrics. Now... We all know that one of the biggest challenges to online retailers is this problem of fit. So even if a consumer can examine an object in great detail, they won't know if it fits. And you kind of alluded to this already. Does Bates try to address this challenge?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's really what we want with the 3D scans. That's really the ultimate goal to really, whether you have, I don't know, if, if your body shape isn't really standardized or whatever, I mean, you can really see how specific different products look on you anyways, and, and like how, how this falls on on your body specifically, and what kind of size you should choose based on, you know, how you want it to fit.
0: Right. So the shoes and the products are kind of like the minimum viable product uh, as a solution for retailers on their websites. But really, the ultimate goal is to enhance the customer experience in such a way that it takes all the guesswork out of purchasing online.
2: Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what's going to get the return rate down as well. Because a lot um, of e-commerce sites, they struggle so much with return rates. I mean, the average is 30 40%. Some brands shows up to 70% returns, it's impossible yeah. to, to be, stay um, profitable with that kind of return rate. If you really know what you're buying, as you go into a physical store, the return rate will dramatically, which is very good for both the consumer and the, the fashion brand.
0: Yeah, of course, return rates are such a pain point for retailers. So from our understanding, you actually started out in the Sting Accelerate program in Stockholm, where you are right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about this program and how you came to be a part of it?
2: Yes. So the Sting Acceleration program is uh, just what it sounds like. It's an acceleration program, which helps uh, good startups. They take in eight startups a year, walk them through a coaching session, a long coaching session for about four to five months and they do this every year i mean i think they have more than 150 applicants so they only only in eight startups which they believe in the most which have a uh, scalable and, and new technology companies and uh, we started off by we had a friend who uh, went to the program the year before, and he uh, and you could just see from his company that it uh, grew huge just by getting the coaching and the experience from this acceleration program. So we decided to apply as well, and uh, we are three months into the program now, and it's uh, super great. You get the best kind of coaching within all aspects of building a company, legal. And a uh, strategy investment, all of that stuff it's uh, It's been great
0: that's awesome, and so, from my understanding, Stockholm is really emerging as a hub for technology and for startups. I was there last year, and it was very young, very fresh. There was a lot of people working on big, bright ideas. Is that the sense that you have of the culture there as well?
2: Oh, yes, I mean, we live in it. We, uh, our office is, we have two offices, one at Epicenter and one here at Sub 46. And it's only startups. You can see there's so many companies here packed with, you know, great energy. Everybody's helping each other out. And that's, I think, these startup hubs and these acceleration programs is really beneficial for a city to become a start, a place for startups to grow. It's the perfect ecosystem for them. We were actually down in Tel Aviv in israel this fall and they have also have a great startup ecosystem and you can really see uh, great uh, structures that need to be done in order to become a city with great startups there are certain things you can do in order to enhance that
0: yeah, absolutely. And We've been keeping our eye on Tel Aviv as well in terms of a startup city. What conditions do you think in Stockholm are contributing to your success? I mean, obviously the accelerator program, but you mentioned just the kind of energy and this culture of um, sharing and collaboration.
2: Yeah, I mean, everybody who starts a company know how tough it is in the beginning. It's ups and downs. And if you can't get the support and the right type of energy, uh, around yourself, it's even harder. And uh, that combined with that, if you have a lot of successful startups, it attracts a lot of investors, um, venture capitalist firms, all of those stuff that needs to be done in order to build a great business. So I think there's so many things, but if you just could put in these kind of things like great startup hubs, Uh, acceleration programs a lot of uh, venture capital you will create a great roadmap for startups to to evolve and, uh, and to grow in and i think stockholm is one of them and tel aviv as well
0: yeah, absolutely. And so how did you get into this? Is your background, uh, for both of you, Philip and Daniel, was your background in engineering or fashion?
1: Yeah, Daniel, you, you're an engineer, so...
2: Yes, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a chemical material engineer from Uppsala, but so uh has nothing to do with what I'm uh, doing right now. But I've always been involved with different entrepreneurial things while I was in the university. always wanted to start my own company and... Um, how we got into this at first was that our CEO Eric actually lived in Tokyo as an exchange student. He worked for a VC company. They bought, uh, that VC company bought an e-commerce company, and that's how he started to identify all of these things. What needs to be done technology wise within e-commerce and fashion retail. So then he talked to us. He knew that we were uh, wanted to. Um, start something when we were done with the studies and uh, from on that road we are um, still on
1: yeah exactly mm. i've actually worked on some startups previously all of those hasn't been my own though so, so this is uh, this is the first one that i'm in that that actually you know starts from the ground up but yeah i mean i'm i'm currently doing a lot of of the things with product development and and design and our general branding and everything and I work both in in sydney and new york for example in, in different commerce uh advertisement business and and been studying there as well and things like that so i don't know It it's just we've all just felt like we wanted to do some impact and do you know create something uh from the ground up it's it's extremely exciting and you learn so much i mean both about yourself and the ecosystem around a startup and everything it's extremely inspiring
0: Absolutely. And, you know, Stockholm is also, in addition to being a startup hub, it's also a fashion hub, right? There's a lot going on there in terms of fashion. So how do you see these two areas connecting in Stockholm? Is there a fashion tech community there?
1: Not that widely spread, i say. I mean, we're kind of like the first company that that the Swedish uh, Fashion Council is actually, you know, taking in. They want to focus much more on fashion tech, but we're kind of the first... First company uh, that are collaborating with them anyway that we're we're really the first like hardcore fashion yeah. tech company. So to yeah, speak. I mean, if you but... would uh,
2: if you would interview us within a year from now, we could probably say yes that we have created a fashion tech hub. <laughs> but uh, it's cutting edge right now, and uh, no, there's not a fashion tech hub, but it's gonna come for sure for a hundred. Well, because
0: all the right ingredients are there, right? You're saying you have this startup yeah. ecosystem. Sweden is so fashionable, especially Stockholm, right? So it seems that there's all the right ingredients. Now, in your opinion, I know that you come from an engineering, more technical product background, but in your opinion, what do you think fashion can learn from technology?
1: I think like functionality and sustainability, I think primarily.
0: And then what do you think technology can learn from fashion?
1: I think the whole artistic perspective primarily. I mean, fashion as such close ties and roots to to art and culture so i think those kind of things are really you know things that that technology can learn from fashion
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, what you just mentioned, art culture, this fashion, this is uh, humans that we're talking about. This is humanity. Perfect. Well, Philip and Daniel, I thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. And if people want to follow Bates Technology and stay in touch with what you're doing, how can they do that?
1: Yes. So on Instagram, uh, I think that's the best uh, channel to follow us. That's where we uh, mostly update on. So it's Bates Tech and then it's uh, Bates.com.
0: So it's B-A-E-T-E-S for our listeners. Tech on Instagram and then B-A-E-T-E-S.com for the website. Again, we'll put the links up on Electric Runway so that our listeners can be connected. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank Thank you you very much. much. Take
1: care. Bye.
0: That was my conversation with Philip and Daniel of Bates Technology, a company that wants to take your shopping experience to the next level with virtual reality. What do you think about shopping in VR? You can tweet your answers to us at electric underscore runway or leave a comment on this podcast's accompanying blog post available at electricrunway.com. That's where you'll also find all past and future episodes of the program as well as the latest and greatest in fashion technology. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Ryan Little.